Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 9, looking at verses 23 through 25, read from the New King James Version. Uh, Saul's preaching has made some headlines, and the headlines aren't uh, in his favor. Because of his preaching, the Jewish leaders want to kill him. And we have to keep reminding you that that was Saul's mission when he went to Damascus. He was he was uh, sent with uh, papers, I guess you would say, with um, uh, a license to persecute, to prison, imprison anyone who were believers in Christ. And now he's the one being hunted. He was once the hunter. And now he is the one that's hunted. Let's listen to verses 23 through 25 of Acts chapter 9, read from the New King James Version. Now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul. And they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down through the wall in a large basket. Again, Acts chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Acts chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, read from the New King James Version. In this section, Saul is going to escape death. Now, at his hands, well, we don't know if he was uh, responsible for um, killing anyone, but we do know that he was there when Stephen was stoned. So he may not have been an active participant, but he did, he was an eyewitness to what was going on because of the preaching of Christ. And now he's a preacher. He went from the person who was persecuting Christians for preaching the uh, gospel to preaching. He's now an apostle. But let's listen to, we're listening to Enduring Word and also Life Application Study Bible. According to Galatians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19, Saul left Damascus and traveled to Arabia, the desert region just southeast of Damascus, where he lived for three years. It is unclear whether his three-year stay occurred between verses 22 and 23 or between verses 25 and 26. And we're uh, reading verses 
uh, 23 through 25. So we don't know if it happened, the three years happened but th- at that time, but we know it did happen. Some commentators say that after a while could mean a long period, period of time. They suggest that when Saul returned to Damascus, the governor was under uh, Aretas, uh, Aretas, and that's who ordered his arrest in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty-two, in an effort to keep peace within uh, with influential uh, Jews. And doesn't that sound like what happened with Jesus, when Pilate just wanted to keep the peace, so he did what those um, powerful leaders wanted done. He could find no fault in Jesus, but they wanted him to crucify him. But let me continue. The other possibility is that Saul's night escape occurred during his first stay at the in Damascus, just after his conversion, when the Pharisees were especially upset over his defection from their ranks. Because remember, they sent him with a mission, and the mission was to um, imprison those who called on Christ, who believed in the way, is what they called Christians at that time. He would have fled to Arabia to spend time alone with God and to let the Jewish religious leaders cool down. Regardless of uh, which theory is correct, there is a period of at least three years between Saul's conversion and his trip to Jerusalem, which is going to happen in uh, chapter 9, verse 26. What is clear is that Saul's preaching made such headlines that the Jewish leaders decided to kill him. Now, he's the one who was sent to attack the church, and now he's under attack. But God had plans for Saul, and so he protected him. The... um, Let's see, the Jews plotted to kill him uh, uh, because of Saul's powerful preaching and reasoning from the scripture. The, uh, this essentially began the many things he must suffer for my name's sake, which is what the Lord had told him in Acts chapter 9, verse 16. Saul was the persecuted instead of the persecutor. And the plot became known to him. And uh, Matthew Henry says, we don't know if it was by angels or by men, but at any rate, the plot came to him. And remember, in one of the commentaries, it said that he was a small man. So, and it says that he escaped in a basket by night. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Because there's nothing triumphant about sneaking out of a city by night and hiding in a large basket. And this is just one of the many escapes. And it said that um, they described it that at um, Saul, in the city of Damascus, there are houses that are built within the wall. So someone's house, uh, it's a walled, an ancient walled city. Houses were built right in the city walls. It would not have been too difficult, therefore, for one of the believers that lived in such a house 
to use a window of his house of his home that for Saul's escape. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you as we study uh, the life and the ministry of the um, apostle who will later be called Paul. As we study the life of Saul, who will become Paul, we thank you, Father, as we study his life. We thank you for those in uh, all over the world who are walking in that path where they are persecuted because of their faith. They are persecuted as they try to share and uh, spread the gospel and the news, of, uh, the good news of the gospel. Father, we are praying again and continuing to pray for Turkey and Syria. We're praying for those who lost homes and businesses. We're praying that, God, you will provide for them and that they will receive swift delivery of needed help. We're praying, God, for warmer weather as it's very cold. We're praying that grieving Christians will draw strength from the promise of eternity with Christ and that those around them will see where their hope lies. We're praying for Turkish and Syrian Christians choosing to serve in Jesus' name. We pray, God, that you will be glorified through their work and they will have the opportunities to share the love of Jesus with so many who are hurting and grieving right now as they are dealing with that earthquake and other disasters, not just for the Turkish and the Syrians. We also have to keep the Ukrainians in our prayers, praying for wisdom of the uh, Christian delivering aid and help. As they come, uh, as frontline workers said, this is an awesome opportunity for the church to be ambassadors for Christ, but it will take divine wisdom to know how to make any sort of substantial impact in the midst of such devastation. So, Father, we know that you can move supernaturally. We know that you can um, uh, provide the protection and the aid that's needed. And, Father, we're trusting you and praying for that. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.